Hello, hello, stop that music right now. It's time for another episode of the podcast that no one was asking for, but everybody needs, Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older. And now here's your host, the indefatigable, the illustrious, the incomprehensible, Bill Monty. Now take it away, old boy. Absolutely correct, sir. Thank you, Basil Pelinor. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older. So it seems so much has happened since the last time we got together to talk. Uh, another birthday came and went. So sitting here a little older, hopefully a little wiser than I was the last time that you heard me coming through here. It was a very nice day, and we've moved on past then. Also had some Wi-Fi issues, which is delaying the release of this episode. Always said I'd try to get it out every two weeks on Thursday, and just didn't happen uh, due to some issues we've been having. But back on schedule, hopefully, uh, this will probably be a little bit of a shorter episode than we do uh, at other times. But I wanted to do some catching up on a couple of things with you. One of the things that I want to talk about, I'm going to go back to the first episode that we had when we spoke about Social Security because you know there are a couple of things that have come to light since then that really have me concerned and um, want to be sure that you my friends have all the facts and would love to hear your thoughts you know you can always get a hold of us on the Facebook page Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older or uh, you can email us and we'll have more information on how to do that a little bit later on if you've been taking notes in the other episodes, we don't need to repeat it, but we probably will anyway. <laughs> but uh, it, I found out one thing. For those of you who receive Social Security or will be receiving it soon or perhaps looking into it, another little glitch that no one bothers to tell you about. This is certainly not anything that the Social Security Administration is advertising and one that I'm just kind of like, yeah, I get, I understand why they do it in one way. But, you know, if it were reversed and we were doing it to the government, let's say through our taxes, we would never get away with this. So if you are receiving Social Security payments each month, do yourself a favor, because I don't know that this is for absolutely everybody, but take a look at your benefits letter that they send you. Because... If you look at it closely, you might notice that it says something along the lines of, I'm going to make up these numbers, your monthly benefit beginning April 1st will be $1,399.90. By law, we must round down to the nearest dollar. So it will be 1399 yeah, so every month, almost a dollar of your money that you put into, you won't get because it's inconvenient for the government, apparently, to figure out how to give you 90 cents every month. That's astounding to me. And maybe it explains why our finances and everything are just so helter-skelter. You know, I, I just, I was just... I, I know I'm probably blowing this up bigger than it is because if you think about it, 
it's not even a dollar a month if it's say 90 cents you know or 99 cents and if you're at 20 cents maybe you don't even care that much but if you're at 90 to 99 cents somewhere in there that's 12 dollars a year that you're not getting that you paid into and that you're due they're telling you yeah this is what it figured out you should be getting we're just not going to give it to you over 10 years that's 120 dollars again is it going to make or break the bank absolutely not But it's just, it's just irritating. It's just one more thing that just makes me say, um, if you're younger, make sure you're not relying on Social Security to get you through your older age. As we discussed in that first episode, there's a good chance that it won't even be around, at least not to the extent 100% of what you should be getting after, you know, in about 10 years' time. Unless Congress does something magical to actually make it do what it was supposed to do to begin with. And I have no faith that they will do that. So make sure that you're doing the right thing. And uh, some exciting news, we're going to have a guest coming up on the next couple of episodes uh, that will help talk about um, investment and investing for seniors. So I'm very excited about that. And that's coming up. The other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, each year there is the potential for a COLA or a cost of living adjustment increase to everyone's social security monthly benefit. You know, last year was because of how great things were going at that time, or I'm sorry, not how great they were, how bad they were going at that time. Uh, it, the COLA adjustment was around 8.7% approximately, not for everybody, but for most people. And which was one of the biggest in a long time. Uh, the one that's coming up is going to be less than half of that, 8.7%. They're right now predicting that the COLA increase for 2024 will be around 3.1%. You know, just as sort of a warning, and I'm going to read here from an article that appeared on GoBankingRates.com. So uh, if you want to check this out, while most Americans can expect the COLA increase to be smaller thanks to reduced inflation. And, you know, that's one thing we should be glad about, right? Because if inflation is lower, that should help, you know, even if it's only 3.1% or 3%, you know, well, things are supposed to be getting better. Well, if you've been to the store or you're trying to pay your electric bill or anything like that, you know, I don't know who it's getting better for. It's not getting better for me and not getting better for most people that I know. But boomers my generation, the generation born between 1946 and 1964, some of whom are already collecting Social Security, might be hit the hardest. Matter of fact, boomers stand to lose more than the greatest generation, the ones that came before us, the World War II generation, simply because they paid in more and also rely on it more than other retired Social Security recipients. So the Senior Citizens League predicts that next year's COLA increase, as I just said, would be about 3.1%. And uh, understand that the, the COLA is calculated based on inflation in the third quarter. So they're looking at July, August, and September of 2023. So we're in the middle of that right now. It's possible the 3.1 could be even less. Inflation has slowed, you know, thanks to rate adjustments by the U.S. Federal Reserve and everything. We are all, you know, we hear about that all the time. Every time that they raise the rates, the percentage rates, uh, you know, every the stock market, you know, rattles for two or three days and then for some reason gets back to going someone's gonna have to explain 
all of Wall Street to me also. But the problem is that leading up to this time, so over the last year, uh, the rapid inflation left many people in debt, struggling to dig out of financial holes. This smaller COLA increase could make it harder for retirees to pay down debt accrued during those inflationary times because COLA increases don't necessarily keep pace with inflation. So, so the way that they're, they're adjusting all this doesn't even make any sense, except to maybe people in Congress. So, for example, between January 2000, so we're going back 23 years, and February of 2023, Social Security benefits increased by just 78%, which is an average of about 3.4% annually. While, now get this, while food, utilities, and other goods and services increased by 141.4%, which is an average of 6.2% annually. You know, if you're one of those people who has had to start taking from your retirement savings, your savings account, your 401k, if you're using credit cards more, and you're retired and counting on your social security check to get you through you're in for a rude awakening. You're not going to be able to pay off those credit card charges. This 3.1% is not going to help you that much. So just, it's, you know, I put it out there as just a warning. Everyone should be aware of this. You know, we're in tough times right now. And if you are a senior in America, you're feeling the crunch a little bit more than other people. But I'm starting to see in, in, in the circle of people that I know, people my age, some people a little bit older, people younger, some much younger, you know, by 30, 35 years, something like that. It's, it's starting to hit everyone except the very rich. The very rich aren't feeling any pain right now, but everyone else is counting on the lottery to get them through. So, you know, good luck to everyone who has that strategy there. Okay. Uh, so that is sort of my update on all of that for this episode. We are going to take a quick break. And when I come back last episode, I promised you we would talk about technology for seniors. So I want to update you on that. And uh, then we'll, have a, uh, we'll chat a little bit more about some things that have happened since last we talked. And I will see you on the flip side. Hi, Bill Monty here asking you to please remember to let us know what you think about what's happening with the program at BillMonty04 at gmail.com or by joining us on the Facebook page, Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older. It's a behind-the-scenes peek at what's going on, and I'd like you to share your thoughts about what's happening. What would you like to see or hear more of or less of in our programs? We'll see if we can accommodate. We'd appreciate you listening, and we will see you on the flip side. All right, so let's talk about technology for seniors. And there's a lot that we could say, and a lot of things I could tell you about. There's, there are so many things that are out there. And I'm going to suggest that for some of them, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here, my friends. Go back and listen to the last episode we did because I told you exactly where to go to find out about this kind of thing. I'm not going to give it to you here. So if you didn't listen, now you got to go back to find out how to do that and how to get some of this technology for free. Ah, no cost. Isn't that nice? 
But uh, I want to talk to you about one particular uh, piece of technology that I think is really exciting. And it's kind of like the future has come to us while we're still here, which is nice. Uh, this particular uh, technology is geared towards uh, seniors who might find themselves uh, alone. They're suffering from social isolation. They don't get out of the house. They're homebound. Maybe this is, you know, is due to health or you know, it could be a variety of reasons. Whatever the reason is, and you as the, as the loved one or as the friend, you, you might not even live near the senior who you care about. But you want to do something to help alleviate this loneliness and to empower a feeling of independence. So what I'm talking about is technology designed to support and accompany older adults on the journey to age independently, reduce loneliness and isolation. And no matter how much or how little experience you have with technology, it is simple and easy to use. You, it's, it's voice command. There are on-screen instructions, proactive suggestions, and this technology interacts with the senior in a way that feels natural, effortless, and personalized. So, my friends, let me introduce you to LEQ. LEQ is AI. Don't freak out on me here. I know right now the actors are on strike because of how they feel that AI is going to replace them and everything. It, it, this is the future. It's here. You know, I, I understand that if you want to make money right now and alleviate that small cola increase, you should be investing in AI. I don't know what companies you should be investing in, but maybe LEQ is one you should be thinking about. So LEQ was created by uh, a team in Israel, offers some really amazing features, music, jokes, trivia, audiobooks, games, positive small talk, daily conversation with a unique, uh, compassionate personality. Uh, LEQ learns every day. So when LEQ first comes into the home, it's, it, it knows it's a robot. It, it will remind you. So there's no way anyone could ever start thinking, oh, this is my friend. This is this. LEQ will remind you it's a robot all the time. But it begins to know the senior better. For example, if I were to come into the room. Now, when you come into the room, turn a light or something, LEQ wakes up. LEQ kind of looks like the light in the Pixar logo or the old, you know, remember the old desk lamps um, from the 70s and 80s? You know, they had like the kind of spring neck that you could move and bend about. That's what the design of LEQ reminds me of. So uh, it has, I won't say it's a face because it's not designed to look like an eyes and nose and mouth or anything like that. But the light if you will, the design will turn and face you wherever you are. It's following you. It's, it's looking at you, if you will. So you walk into a room and you say, good morning, LAQ. And once it learns your name, it will say, good morning, Bill, Monty. How are you feeling today? And if I were to say, LAQ, uh, I didn't sleep well and my back is hurting. LAQ would come back with something along the lines of, would you like to see some exercises that might help your back feel better? Would you like to see a video on what might be causing your back pain? The next time that you come into the room or the next morning or even later on that evening, 
during the conversation, LEQ might say to you, Bill, how is your back feeling? So it remembers and it's starting to learn that you have this problem and it starts adjusting the discussion and the conversation to you. It also does it not just with pains that you have, but things that make you happy. Uh, when I saw the demonstration, the person said, um, LEQ, I would like to have coffee. And LEQ said, well, where, where, where would you like to have coffee? Would you like to have coffee in Italy? Would you like to have coffee in Cuba and San Francisco? And I think Italy was chosen. And on the screen, on the tablet, was suddenly a picture of like a, a street scene, a cafe in Italy, uh, a cup of coffee on a table, and appropriate music being played, very calming. So the senior is going to feel like they're in a, almost a simulation of where they are having coffee somewhere else other than the same place they have it every day. It really was just amazing. I, I, I'm, I'm probably underplaying how really wonderful it is. It sets reminders for errands, appointments, medications. It notifies loved ones if there's a need for support. If, if you fall or something, you need LQ to call 911. It will do that for you. It will search for resources in your local area. It's natural interaction. You don't have to remember a bunch of commands or wake up words or things like that. Uh, there's virtual tours, trips, cultural explorations. It does so much. So I'm going to suggest to you, my friends, that you visit leq.com and reach out to them and tell them that Bill Monty from Bill Monty's Guide to Getting Older told you to reach out and call. Uh, if you want to purchase LEQ, I can tell you that it's not expensive at all. I don't know how much you think something like this would cost, but if I told you it was $249.99, I'd be telling you the right price. It, there is a monthly fee, which I'm not sure what that is, but the, the cost, the initial investment is just $249.99. Now, the senior does have to have Wi-Fi in the house, so none of this works without Wi-Fi. I suggest you reach out to the organization that I mentioned to you in the last episode because they might be able to help uh, you get in contact with LEQ. They might even have a program that will help pay for technology for seniors. So you should do that or just check out LEQ.com. I think you will be as amazed as was I. And we will be right back. Hello, testing, testing, one, two, three. All right, <clears throat> time now for Monty's musical recommendation and uh, maybe a book suggestion or two. So listen up, listen up. Thank you, Basil. Yes, indeed, it is time for the musical recommendation. And since we last met, uh, we had the passing of a, a really great musical artist, uh, maybe the greatest, not one of the greatest of, of my lifetime anyway. It's been a rough summer, hasn't it? For those of us who came of age in the 60s and the 70s, we recently lost Sinead O'Connor and Randy Meisner of Poco and the Eagles. Uh, earlier in the summer, Gordon Lightfoot passed away. Uh, but I think the one that hits me the hardest so far was the loss of Tony Bennett. Now, we certainly saw that coming. Tony Bennett had been ill for a while, diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease back in 2016, I believe it was, or 2017. 
he 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 managed to still perform and, and just was still wonderful for so much part of his life. So um, I was a Tony Bennett fan for a while. I mean, I think in the '60s, you know, he's one of those performers like you had, you know, the Dean Martins and you had Sinatra. You know, you had people like Al Martino and Ben Crosby and. But for me, even as a kid, Tony Bennett stood out from them all. And, uh, you know, songs like Because of You, obviously, I Left My Heart in San Francisco. I Want to Be Around. I love that song. You know, always made me a fan of his. But, you know, as I got wrapped up in the songs of, of, of you know, the teenage years, and then as I started going into the adult years and, and rock and Southern rock and the Jimmy Buffett times and, and all that stuff, I, I moved away from Tony Bennett a little bit more uh, until I heard an album called uh, Bennett Berlin which was done I think the mid 80s and it was Tony Bennett's take on song all songs by Irving Berlin this one album he really returned to pure jazz roots and I've listened to that album I can't tell you how many times just countless times I remember when my daughter was was very young she was a little girl and Tony Bennett was going to perform as part of a Christmas show that was, it was going to be taped down in Miami Beach and then shown, you know, as Christmas got closer. So there were there were various artists, um, you know, Brian McKnight, I recall, was one of them, uh, the, several artists and everything. But Tony Bennett was going to be there to do a couple of songs. And I thought it was really important that my daughter, even though she was so young, see Tony Bennett perform live. And I had never seen him perform live. So I arranged for tickets, and we went down. Uh, we got our picture in the paper, actually. So from Miami Herald took our picture because we had our Santa hats on, and she was just so cute and adorable. It was not because I was cute and adorable, I can tell you that. Uh, and, uh, you know, later on, uh, she she became a huge jazz fan as she got older. And I don't know if it was because of that one instance in her life. I'm not even sure she remembers it that well. But uh, Tony Bennett was certainly a huge influence on her musical styles and likes and he was mine so as well it certainly wasn't unexpected it was sad and my musical recommendation is uh, that you go to a streaming service that you like and uh, uh, you know whatever it might be and just listen to the music of Tony Bennett he did great work later in life also with people like Amy Winehouse and certainly his his collaborations and friendship with Lady Gaga uh, unique it's probably a, a Broadway musical or off-Broadway musical somewhere in there. But if you really want to get to the essence of what made Tony Bennett great, I suggest you listen to the album Bennett Berlin and you will have a magnificent time. And just remember what a great, great artist uh, Tony Bennett was. And we will miss him. I'll miss his music. Uh, new music. But at least we have that wonderful library music that he put out there for all of his career. So rest in peace, Tony Bennett. And uh, please do yourself a favor, pick up Bennett Berlin or uh, play it on however you listen to music. For the book recommendation, it's uh, I'm not going to go into great detail about the book, but in celebration of the Prime Amazon series Good Omens 2 starting this week, I'm going to recommend that you go pick up the original book by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pritchett, uh, Good Omens. It's a wonderful read. If Monty Python had ever done a story about the apocalypse, you know, about a, an angel and a demon who need to team up together to try to stop the end of the world, uh, and also at the same time try to find a missing uh, antichrist uh, child, 
then uh, this is the book for you. They made it into an absolutely wonderful series about two years ago that showed on Prime with Michael Sheen playing the angel, David Tennant, most of you might know from Doctor Who, um, was playing Crowley, the, the demon. And I loved it. It is for a certain style and a certain taste, but go pick up the book. And if you have Prime, I hope you have watched Good Omens and now you're starting to enjoy Good Omens too as much as I have. Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Pratchett or Pritchett? can't remember exactly what it is right now. And uh, and the music of, of Tony Bennett. And that should fill your time until the next time that we get a chance to speak. And I leave you with this thought. Youth is the gift of nature, but age is a work of art. So go out and be a Picasso. All right, everyone. And remember, as always, be kind. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Oh, we're fine.